1: Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.
2: Laz Powers is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals of last-minute tickets. Did you know Blackhawks tickets tend to drop right before the game starts? GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers and shows you all the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. More than twelve million million fans have downloaded the Game Time app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. You know, personally, I when I get on the site, I, I love how you can see the panoramic views. You can see where, exactly where you're sitting. Uh, you know what sort of view you're gonna have when you have the tickets and when you get there, it, it's 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 what they sell you. So it's uh, it's easy to see where you're gonna sit and, and how the it's gonna look where you sit. So uh, so go ahead to the App Store or Play Store now to download Game, game Time and score awesome deals on last minute tickets.
1: It's not about me I'm only here for a minute And I know that I can't fix it I can help even just a little bit Won't you let me try
0: Hello and welcome to the latest Laz and Powers. Uh, I'm Mark Lazarus of the Athletic. I'm Scott Powers. Um, also of the Athletic. Also of the Athletic. You I have probably, to see the Athletic. Well, the Monday podcasts are everywhere, so maybe we feel like I have maybe oh. on the Thursday podcast we don't because those are just for subscribers. I don't okay. know. We're still we're still figuring this. We are. Out. But we're here at the United Center, it's Sunday night. Uh, the Bears lost, but the Blackhawks won, so it wasn't a total loss of a day for Chicago.
2: Well, you were at both,
0: too. I was. I have, I've had a fun day. I've had all three meals. I had breakfast and, and lunch at the Soldier Field press box, and I had dinner and dessert at the United Center press box. So I'm probably going to die tomorrow. <laughs> but it's been fun. Um, no, You know, it, it, it's funny. The, the Blackhawks won 5-1 to one over the Kings. Um, a very cathartic win, I think we would say. The Blackhawks really needed this one. Yeah. But what struck me today, I couldn't help but thinking about this, was was kind of these similarities actually between Matt Nagy, the Bears coach, and Jeremy Colleton, the the Blackhawks coach. They, they this kind of like defiance over logic, where you know Matt Nagy sitting there saying, "Of course we should have we should have kneeled with 43 seconds left, rather than try to get a better field." Getting combative about it, and then you got Jeremy on the other hand, saying. The line combinations don't matter, yet he keeps changing them game after game after game, and it's it's been funny to watch. But you know, Collagen looks a lot better today after uh, putting the, the obvious, I think, which is it and Strom on the same line.
2: It is. It's strange that they were fourth liners today, which and they played fourth line minutes. They did, yeah. The five on five ice time was. I, I think some of the logic is that eventually those guys are going to get a lot of ice time, especially it because they play on the power play. Like the their overall ice time will look a little bit different, um, but there wasn't a lot of power play time and. Um, I wonder if he goes back to Strom on the power play, too, just because Strom, just see, that power play was clicking when Strom was out there last season, at least. But, anyways, the Brinken and Strom fourth liners. Strom's on the wing now. Uh, Carpenter's a center, probably not the center you'd think on, with those two guys, but he's he's been creating possession, as Carlton said. And they love
0: Ryan Carpenter, man. He has, he has made a very strong impression in this team in the first 10 games.
2: I think they just love guys who get out of the D zone and, you know, like push the puck like camp, you know? Like yeah. it's. Um, it's strange because like Taves isn't playing well still you know and then you you got I mean your best center is probably been Camp and Carpenter at least from a numbers standpoint you know so uh, but anyways yeah the uh, Brinkett and Strom connect on three goals and they set primary assists set it. yeah, primary yeah. assists and, uh, and had a really good chance for a fourth goal Strom was joking that he uh, that he had a two on zero for a, tri- a hat trick and he couldn't put that away but um, I asked
0: to brink it if he would have shot it if if, if Strome didn't have two goals at the time, and he kind of laughed and he said, "Well, it's a two-on-zero. You're kind of required to pass it. Like you look, I think he basically was saying you look like a dick if you don't pass it." yeah.
2: So. yeah. Uh, but yeah, they needed this one. Yeah, I, I wrote about this this weekend and just uh, where they were record-wise, what's coming up in a four-game road trip, um, all the expectations that were built up to begin the season. They needed. Uh, and especially with the offense, I mean, uh, you expected some defensive problems still, and it's a little bit of that, but mostly it's been the offense struggling. And, uh, you know, five on five and the power play, nothing's been clicking. And, you know, guys like Strome and especially Strome, probably underperforming. And, um, yeah, the Blackhawks needed this for a lot of reasons, and we'll see what happens on this four-game trip. But they certainly feel a lot better about themselves going on it if they lost today. I think you know there'd be a lot of concerns. It would be game. like
0: Bears fandom right now. Yeah. it's a death spiral. Like you had to win this game, uh, and it's interesting. I, I I talked about this a little bit on Twitter this morning. I was kind of. I, I, the reaction inside the Chicago bubble versus the reaction outside the Chicago bubble to this start. I had three people from organizations outside of the bladders. Nobody in the Blackhawks talks to me, but people like me elsewhere. And so, like, and, and they all said the same general thing. They're like, why is everybody freaking out there? Yeah, they've lost four games in a row, but only one of them was bad. The Flyers game was atrocious. Like They were awful in that game. But against Washington, they played pretty well and lost. You know, one goal a game before an empty netter against Vegas. Mark Andre Fleury stole that game. They were yeah. they played a very good game against Vegas. I thought looked like shit against Philadelphia. Carolina was not a great game. They gave up the, uh, the penalty kill, gave up two power play goals. But for significant stretches of that game, they played well. They carried the play even against a a, a Carolina team that's been off to a good start. So it, it it seems like in Chicago it's apocalyptic. Outside they're like, well, yeah, they're just you know, it's if, if these if, if you had a week like that in January. Maybe it doesn't feel that bad, but I right. think the fact that it happened so early in the year, and they're so far behind in the standings because they played so few games, and you had this homestand that you weren't capitalizing on, I think maybe it seemed worse than it actually was.
2: In a, in a way, but it... It, it's it was also, bad, but it no, wasn't the Right, end of but the the, when you look at what happened, I think a lot of it's compared to what happened last year, too, where the Blackhawks were playing good hockey under Joe Quinfield like that... Uh, from a Corsi percentage and all the underlying statistics, they were playing really Through good. Through ten
0: hockey. games last year, they were six two and two. Yeah, the
2: they way. were playing really good hockey, and even from a numbers perspective, and then it went sideways for a week there. Um, so you look at it from that standpoint and what the Blackhawks have built up and all of a sudden when what, what Connor Murphy's out and then all of a sudden this team defensively crumbles too. So there's a concern over if Murphy's out three or four weeks. Uh, now even had I mean we'll get to the Seabrook thing, but um, now you had, you had six left-handed defensemen out there. Like you're, this, it's crazy. This, I've this never seen that This before, isn't the yeah. ideal situation. And then record-wise, like if they lost tonight, this would have been the fewest wins they had. Um, in the first 10 games since the 99 2000 season. So, like, there, there, there would have been worry. Even now, like, I mean, 3, 5, and 2, like, it doesn't look great on paper. And, you know, they're feeling better because they played well. Um, and, and I guess the fact that Robin Leonard's played so well, too, I think, I think that's, you know. 30, 38 saves tonight? Yeah, I just, I, in his four, I think, four or five games, I mean, he's been pretty, pretty solid. Um, but I, I just think it was, you, you compare it to what happened last year and how much they had built up and. Um, and there are reasons to be optimistic about this team. I, I don't think uh, it, it's as bad as the fans think. And um, I, I feel like Colleton's been pretty even keel about it today, too, even. Like, you know, at some point you can't keep on saying that we deserve more, we deserve more, because right. it's, it's, it's results business, and I think the Blackhawks have used it as a crutch at times in and, and saying that, you know, we're, we need to play the right hockey, and... Um, at some point you need the results. So I, I think I, I think in some ways what you're saying is correct and what the people outside the organization is saying. But at, at the end of the day, too, based on what you did last year in firing a coach, the expectations you build, uh, the record matters, right? Well, yeah, if you could
0: fire a coach on November 6th who had won three cups, what's to say you can't fire a coach who has done nothing in his NHL career yeah. in, in, in one calendar year, basically, if this thing went sideways? Yeah. If they had lost today... And let's say they go to Nashville and lose. I mean, it's the NHL. We see coaches fired for less than for this. Sure. It, was, it was becoming a realistic, tangible possibility. It, the,
2: the, the fan base would have been very vocal. Oh, they point, would, you, know? you heard it today. Yeah. When
0: they announced the starters today, that's the first time I can remember Jeremy Colleton getting boos. Yeah. I mean, they didn't announce him the first game after Joel Quendell got fired. And then for like a little while they would say Q and stuff. But there were some genuine boos there. Yeah. You know, we had both home teams getting booed a little bit today in Chicago. Uh, and and that's—I mean—it's not surprising, you know. I, I think the fan base—they're still skeptical on Colleton, and, and they have every reason to be because yeah. he is an unproven coach who probably got the job a couple of years before that the plan was for him to get the, the, the job. Uh, and you know, yeah, they had a—they had a good second half of the season. They turned things around, but then we had spent all the summer talking about the training camp and the system, and then they come out flat. And the lines are changing every day, and he's saying the line combinations don't matter, but he's changing the lines every day. And I think that you know this team in order to win win back the trust of the fans has to go on a little bit of a run here. And and this trip is is, is a huge opportunity for them because they're going to play. Two and a half good teams. It's funny, Dylan Strome well he's just talking about this road trip. He's like, Yo, you gotta you know, San Jose's been playing really well as of late. Anaheim's playing great. Uh, Nashville is Nashville, and then he just there's just crickets as he's you know LA game is still sitting in there. But he's right. I mean there's 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 two and like San Jose, I don't know what to make of them just yet, but you know, Anaheim's been playing really well. Nashville is Nashville. Was
2: it LA last year that beat them a few times, right? Or
0: was it? Uh I think everybody beat them. Yeah, no, no, I feel like there's like, no. a couple
2: of weird teams that like had their number. And less. that's gonna happen
0: too. I mean, yeah. this is hockey. Well, that's number the, number
2: the, that's the thing. Like people are going and saying like, well, they're gonna lose this. It's hockey. But, you just don't know. Um, I think for fans, they what what Calden did today, sitting Seabrook, like it should build some confidence in that. That's a big moment for him. Like it, they, he did what he needed to win a game, and and you you would see that at Quinville, and I. And I Uh, He wouldn't want to sit Seabrook and and certainly Sharp or or Saad. But he sat those guys when games were, you know, like when when he's like, this is make or break, we need something to change. Um, And you saw it in the playoffs often where he played guys limited minutes. But, you know, in regular season he he wasn't afraid to send the message when he needed to. And, you know, Seabrook wasn't great yesterday against uh, Carolina. He obviously, it's been an issue this year, and him and Mata haven't been – you know, as a second or third pairing, haven't been what they expected. They give up the zone too much. They're obviously being on the ice for some goals, and you're just not creating offense enough. Um, and the Seabrook and, and something I read about it today too, and we, we've talked about it before. Just he's he's so respected within that room and uh, what he's meant to that organization and um, how yeah, just how respected he is for to sit him. It, it's it's gonna make waves if it's yeah. not the right move. And I think Colleton he knew that it was time and it was the thing to do. And for the fact that he pulled it off, I not pulled it off, but decided but he, to he it had today. to assert
0: himself. I yeah. mean, you know, you don't want to lose. You have to show the players that you're still in charge, even when you're younger than them, even when you've been teammates with them. He was teammates with Brent Seabrook at the world juniors in 2004. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 there's some awkward situation there. He was a teammate of Calvin Dahan. It's strange when your coach is the same age as you. Uh, but he had to assert himself, and it, it was the right time to pull the trigger on that. We, we, we've been openly speculating about that since last year, is when would he finally pull the trigger on healthy scratch and Seabrook if it came to that? Yeah. And, you know, he stepped up and he did it, and it's a significant move. I mean, this is going to be a big storyline going forward. Is Two huge, iconic members of this franchise are Brent Seabrook and Corey Crawford. And right now, they're the number seven defenseman and the number two goalie. Yeah. And how willing is Colleton going to be able to commit to that? I asked him after the game tonight, you know, the, you usually don't change. A coach does not change a lineup after a big win, after a handy win like this. Uh, does that mean Brent Seabrook's not going to play Tuesday in Nashville? My money isn't that he's going to play. Like, I, I have a hard time imagining them scratching the second straight time. But... This is what Collin's going to have to wrestle with. If he thinks Dennis Gilbert or whoever gives you a Slater cuckoo gives you a better chance of winning, you have to keep doing it. I talked about this over the summer, you know, with the, the, the possible scenarios of how the season could go, and all the best ones had, and I hate to say it, was Seabrook as the number seven defenseman. You know, you can't play a guy based on his contract. You have to play a guy based on his ability. And you're absolutely right. Seabrook is he is the most number one, not even close, beloved guy in that room everybody loves Brent Seabrook. I have a story running in a couple of weeks that talks about, you know, kind of the social lives of players. And, and, and everything revolves around Brent Seabrook when you come into that room. They love him. They will run through a brick wall for him. But, they need to win hockey games. And Jeremy Carlton needs to win hockey games in particular. And if that means he has to sit Seabrook more often, you know, it's going to have to come to that.
2: Cuckoo, I think, has proven himself. Yeah, he I, played I, well I, I think the numbers have kind of supported that too. Whenever he's played, like, they they... He moves the puck. He gets it up. He set up the bring it um, to get the throw on that first goal. And, and sometimes just passing out of the zone and keeping it simple. It just uh, and that's what they wanted even Seabrook and Mata to do is just defend a little bit and get the puck out of there. And it just uh, things don't connect and move fluidly, you know. So I, I think something like that. And even with Gilbert, I know that's something they they've, they've really push with him in Rockford is just, we don't want the puck on your stick that long. Right. You know, I, I think they looked at even that opener against Philly where he, uh, he the puck bounces on him a little bit mm-hmm. but he's holding on to it and he throws it to Philly and it turns into a goal. Um, I, I think the more simple, and, and I called and said it tonight, one was the gap, um, and, and that mm-hmm. was an issue with Modern and Seabrook, and two is just simplifying mm-hmm. and getting the puck out. so. Yeah, I'm curious to see how this. Act. I like Gilbert was fine tonight. Um, you know, defensively, this game was strange because there's sort of score effects going on where LA started pushing. When well, yeah,
0: halfway through the second period, the the Kings had 22 shots on goal. They were on pace for a huge game, yeah. and then they had one shot on goal the rest of that second period. So that second half of the second period, Blackhawks got a couple of goals and they they basically completely shut down the Kings. That was as good a stretch as they played this year.
2: Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm I'm curious to see how this unfolds too because. Um, there's certainly, I've been, the, the Blackhawks might be better without Seabrook, but how, and, and the put him back in against Nashville too, like there, there's certainly things you're going to have to weigh there. So um, I, I think Gilbert's a nice defenseman. He certainly has to uh, improve and get better. How much better than Seabrook at this point in his career, it's it's hard to say, but I, I think it's more of a better point if they just want simple hockey right now. And, and
0: I, I, I don't know what the locker room dynamic does if you take Seabrook and out of the daily lineup and Crawford out of the regular, you know number one job, they're still in the room, they're still in practices, they're still on the road. Uh, is it awkward for a player to be still a vocal guy when he's not playing? I don't know how that's going to play out.
2: With Crawford, I, I don't. I guess I don't question as much, It's because the goalie is so much behind the scenes sometimes, and, uh, and and the numbers will dictate a little bit of that. Seabrook. You know, the fact that Crawford doesn't play sometimes, you know, like he he plays whatever games. I think the fact that Seabrook plays all the time – Yeah, and he has has such a role in what they do before games, and yeah, you know, like it's right. always kind of something. Yeah, he's, to he's the
0: guy. I mean, it's little things like this, but he's the guy that everybody fist bumps on the way out yeah. the ice. He's the. I remember Auntie Ronta talking about. It. He says like he hits you in the hand so hard that it somehow makes you want to play harder. It's like the, the guy's just. The, the, it's it's funny. Like everyone gives Seabrook shit, and and some of it's justified for the mm-hmm. on the ice stuff, but I, can, and, and people downplay this, but I can't, I can't overstate <laughs> what. These guys think of him. Like it is, and, and, and people poo poo that. They, let, they don't care about that. They care about only on ice and analytics and stuff, and, 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 and I get it. But in that room, that shit matters. And they worship the guy. So well, it does. How, how does how
2: this works is depends on. You it's know, a delicate situation. Well, it depends on what Seabrick comes out and says Tuesday, right? But yeah. L- like if if he handles this well and, and says, you know, I'm willing to do what's best for the team, and and it, and it's very positive and upbeat, at least and that you know, like he's frustrated and he should be frustrated. Like, um, but to acknowledge that maybe my play hasn't been good enough. You know, I need to, you know, if I need to sit, if that's what's best. But it, but if, if it goes the other way and he and he's pissed off and it, yeah. and he makes us think about it, then. Then yeah, this this could go the other way too. So I'm curious to see he he didn't speak today. I'm curious to see what he says Tuesday and how he handles it because I think that'll also dictate whether this is easy or hard.
0: The le- uh, the only other time he's been a healthy scratch was in Ottawa in January of 2018, mm-hmm. and it was a big deal. Like Joel pulling the trigger on that was a big deal. Yeah. And it was one of the things where you don't know. You're watching the morning skate, and then you start looking at the pairings. You're like, well. And then Seabrook stays out a little bit extra longer. He doesn't do like a bag skate because he's Brent freaking Seabrook. He doesn't have to do that stuff that the scratches normally do. Yeah. So you, you know, I'm waiting around the locker room, and it became pretty clear to me that he was a scratch because everyone else was in the room early. And you know, they they call, oh, Joel's coming to the backdrop, and everyone leaves. I I just kind of hung in the locker room. I got to talk to him about it. And I pulled him aside, and he came out of the, the the shower area, and he talked. He wasn't thrilled to talk. Nobody wants to talk in that situation, but he talked. He was professional about it. He said, you know, I just got to do what I can help. And I asked him, like, could this be beneficial to you? I've asked him this several times over the, over the last several years, some form of this. Could it be beneficial to you to play 10 fewer games a year, like basketball players do, to, to sit on second nights of back-to-back? He looked at me square in the eyes and says, I don't need rest. Like, they don't want to do that. That's not yeah. the hockey mentality. He would benefit from that. If LeBron James can benefit from that, then Brent Sieber can benefit from that. You don't, You know, playing 82 games, you shouldn't have to do that at any age. You know, hockey players are so stubborn, they never want to be have be managed at all. And I remember Joel Quenville saying that one. I did a story on like, why do basketball players do this but hockey players don't? And Joel's goes, you ask these guys if they want to take a seat. I'm like, you're, you're the boss. You tell yeah. them. You
2: just tell them to sit down. But these guys are just adamant about that. Long day at work, tough day at school, still stuck at the office. Treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be delivered to you wherever you are. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code BLACKHAWKS. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store and enter promo code BLACKHAWKS. Don't forget, that's promo code BLACKHAWKS for $5 off your first order from DoorDash. But it's I think that Brent I think they manage forward valuable. ice time more than they do defense defensemen sometimes. Yeah, team, you know? I mean, obviously there's more forwards; it's easier. But I feel like Sieberg gets his when he's out there. And, I think and
0: Duncan Keith could benefit from a, a day off every now mm-hmm. and then. When these when they have these three and four sets, if you can make it work. And you're okay with the, the guys you have. And, and right now, Cuckoo's, like you said, he's been playing well. And you trust Gilbert. When Murphy comes back, you know, you know what you get out of him? They should be mad. At some point, NHL teams are going are gonna to catch on to this, that you know, managing these guys' bodies is a good thing. Yeah. And that they shouldn't be playing 25 minutes night every night if they don't have to, especially as they get into their 30s. So I, th- there, there could be a positive of this. If Colleton and Seabrook can get on the same page and say, you know what, what if we just, you know, when we have these back-to-backs, you take like a goalie, you take the night off. The Blackhawks could be better in the long run, and Seabrook could be better in the long run for it. It could be the solution that kind of toes, you know, the line here between causing a problem and having some kind of understanding. Yeah, That's what no, I would do. No, yeah, for sure, It's yeah. easy for me to sit here and say that, but if I were the head coach, I'd be going to Brent Seabrook. And I'd be saying, "Look, this is what I want to do. I think it'll benefit the team, and it'll benefit you individually."
2: Yeah, and, and there's got. Kind of, I mean, it can't be this way for four more years, right? No, like, uh, Jimmy
0: Greenfield of the Tribune he had a great tweet today. He said. Uh, but Brent Seabrook is a healthy scratch tonight. He's just 400 regular season games left on his contract. Yeah. 400. I mean, that's when you think of it that way. Holy shit! I mean, yeah. there's no way he's going to be here for all 400 of those games. It's highly unlikely that, that that he's not bought out at some point down the road. But he's still there's still a year or two away from for even sure. considering yeah. that yeah. from happening. Yeah. So you got to figure out the balance between having Brent Seabrook and playing Brent Seabrook.
2: What's your guess on Kirby Doc right now?
0: I think the key, he's, he's going to stay. I mean, at this point, if they send him back... To Saskatoon, they're punting on the season in my mm-hmm. mind. Because he is clearly one of their twelve best forwards. He clearly belongs on the ice. He's creating chances. He's capable in his own end. He's big and strong in the puck. He's not what he's going to be someday. But he's gonna get nothing by going back to Saskatoon and playing against a bunch of kids. Let him stay on the ice. He's making you a little bit better, and he's learning to play the NHL game so that when it does come time for him to step up, he'll be that much farther along. I I, I have a hard time seeing them sending him back to Saskatoon at this point.
2: Yeah, and I guess the only way that it, they would opt to do it if they lost today and this thing. Oh, if the, if
0: the bottom fell out, then yeah. yeah, you know, let's not waste a year of his contract. Yeah,
2: I, I've been surprised by Alex Volandor at this point. I, I I think we were all skeptical about that trade, and and I, I don't think his game is perfect, and and you see moments where like where he just he stumbles with the puck or something, mm-hmm. and but but. Every game, again, he, he makes a play that's... He had a couple
0: of great plays today, offense and defense. And
2: defense, yeah. It was, I think it was shift after shift almost where he makes a great pass to camp. That's While falling, falling
0: down. down. And he talked about that. He said, he's like, you know, I saw that we had a two-on-one, yeah. and I was my plan was to fake a shot and make the pass, but then I started falling down, so I'm like, oh, bad. I better hurry up and make this yeah. pass because he saw camp coming. The the wherewithal to do that, I mean, that's, that's a that's a really
2: skilled play to make. I am curious about these lines because basically that was the second These line. lines are still
0: awful. Let's not let's not be sugarcoat this. Like they're going to be the same lines on Tuesday cuz they won. These
2: are not good lines. I don't mind the lines as much as I I think the ice time almost. Like it's like the Brinkin and Strom. Should probably be out there a bunch.
0: What What do they have minutes today? They had uh, Strom played 14:26. Brinkett played 13:26. You're 41 goal scorer. I was curious with the even the
2: even strength times, probably
0: even. E- well, yeah. I mean, a minute 17 of that was power, or two minutes of that was power play for DeBrinket. He played 11:25 of even strength.
2: Yeah. That's not
0: acceptable. No.
2: Yeah, and you it, a- can't
0: be playing Ryan Carpenter 18 minutes a night. So this is not the long-term solution here. Yeah. And Kane Taves Kajula, by the way, was drowning in possession yeah, all night no, long. Like was- they
2: got owned. They this end up with a goal, but that was, you know, it's it's pretty like a jewel set out last game because, like, he scored I think in three of his last four games that he's played. But, like, he's actually it, one guy that's actually. It, really it's producing. almost like
0: just like he's the most suitable guy besides Zach Smith. Yeah. Where it's and not going to ruffle any feathers. So, know, Perlini, God, he's even still on the on the roster at this point. Yeah. I, I the Perlini thing, I want to get into that a little bit because it's just bizarre to me that, like, even today, like, it worked out, but why wasn't he in the lineup tonight? Yeah. You scored one, two goals in three games. What's the harm? Like, I, if they, anything, you raise sounds his like trade Jordan's value.
2: Actually, they've made the decision that he's never going to play but with you But you Hux can
0: guys. raise his trade value if he goes out there and does anything. Yeah. Like, what's the point?
2: Yeah, I don't... Yeah, for whatever reason, Carlton seems to have made his mind up about Pearly Uh Yeah, I don't know. I mean, even Smith. I mean, when, when they made that trade where you, you realized... You recognize that they were looking to save a little money on the Nisimov's deal, but was it was it worth a million? Like you,
0: and also to get a second year of that
2: contract. Like Smith, you know that's like Smith sitting now was not that surprising, right? Like it's it's not. Yeah, I don't, I don't. You know, there, there was a report that he's the Blackhawks are shopping him too. I don't know. I, I would be what surprised if someone took him, right?
0: Well, we were surprised anyone took Brandon Manning last year, so you never know what can happen. Yeah. But it's just, yeah, I mean, he's just. He doesn't fit on this roster. Like it's not it's not even on mark on him. It's just it doesn't make sense for him to be on this roster. They have better pieces that can be used in that in that spot.
2: Well, and it's also a cap situation right now. I mean, Murphy yeah. had to go on LTIR for, right. for them to call up Gilbert. and. If you if you if
0: you're able to dump Smith for like a seventh round draft pick or whatever it winds up being, and you could bring up a Matthew Hymar Hymore and save two and a half million dollars, yeah. that's a big deal. They're the same
2: player. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I guess I'd be like, yeah. I mean, the Manning thing was surprising. and It happened, so I shouldn't be shocked.
0: Not only did they trade, they got someone for him. They got a capable, versatile player. Yeah. What is what but was Smith's, Peter Chiarelli drunk? What was Smith? So
2: at three point something. Three point two five is yeah. it? Zach Smith so
0: yeah for, for next year too
2: yeah yeah I'm curious to see how that plays out uh what's uh we got another the podcast on Thursday Thursday yeah yeah I was thinking I'm in LA I'm yeah you will be in LA we'll have to do
0: it remotely and yeah. have all these awkward pauses when we're pretending we're in the same room together yeah <laughs> Um, um, I got a story running I th- it, it, the plan right now is for Tuesday yeah, this I'm, is I'm, exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm excited, excited about yeah. this one I've been working on this one for a few weeks now uh, Dom L has helped Dom you. Luce Chisholm, yes I know how to pronounce his last name he's also uh, put a lot of uh, uh, blood, sweat and tears into this and I'll just say this Jonathan Taves is very excited about this story I've, I've updated him on it several times and his voice went up like a full octave the last time I saw him. he was so excited mm-hmm. about it um, so it kind of revolves around an idea he has
2: no Blackhawks um, are excited about any of my stories I'm working on.
0: <laughs> this is the first time in a long time I've had that problem. Well, once Brendan Perlini goes, nobody will be excited to talk to me either. He's the only guy who likes talking to me. So, um, But, no, that's that's hopefully running Tuesday. i got to write it tomorrow while my daughter's home from uh, school for fall break, so that'll be interesting.
2: I have to go home and write something after this. So you do,
0: so we should probably go. Yeah. This podcast was brought to you by the Blackhawks PR department, who uh, saved us by giving us a couple of AA batteries when I realized I'd forgotten to get AA batteries after we almost ran out on Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, us. Go read my column on the bears, too. Uh, and I have a
2: couple stories up there. You can, you, can yeah, we've been
0: busy this weekend. You've been uh, out enjoying this beautiful weather, and uh, we've been working, so you know, go and read it.
2: <laughs> uh, this is the Laz and Power Show, and we'll uh, be back here on Thursday.
0: Enjoy Southern California, you bastard. Oh, that's really nice. It's
1: like 84 <laughs> on Saturday, so. See ya! See ya. Won't you let me try?